I need to help men like me that are struggling with just living a regular life, struggling with the job, the careers, the families, relationships, hitting the gym, eating right, all the, the daily things that we go through that we think it's just normal to feel stressed about, you know, family expectations, all these things, they seem so normal, but they are so damaging to us as men because we don't talk about it. And I don't talk about it for years, only now that I'm expressing myself. The first and best victory is to conquer self. Welcome to the Conqueror Approach, a journey of self-mastery. To cultivate our mind, body, spirit, financial literacy, and allow our light to shine upon the world. Brought to you by me, your host, U.S. Navy submarine veteran and entrepreneur, Musa Mikkel. Let's conquer. Welcome back to The Conquer Approach. I appreciate you for tuning in. Today, I have a good friend of mine, Ada. He's a men's coach and the founder of Not Just a Man. First generation born in London, just in case you can't tell uh, from when he started speaking. I'll let you know. (laughs) He overcame struggle with his uh, identity, his masculinity, uh, the expectations of his family, body dysmorphia, lack of confidence, anger issues, relationship issues, Uh, And he began his journey of self-discovery in order to become the best version of himself. And now he helps people across the world become the best version of themselves uh, as a men's coach and starting his movement. Uh, Thank you, Ada. I appreciate you for joining me today. Thank you. That was a very well-rounded, put-together intro. So I feel like I've got nothing to say in introducing myself. So thank you for putting that together. And thank you for having me on. Absolutely, man. And, And what you do is so important because it's been an issue that I've seen in my life for so long as issues that I've dealt with. And it, I, I found it really interesting that even though you're across the world, that we still have so many relatable issues. And, and it made me think like men and people across the world are dealing with a lot of the same things uh, and there's just not enough conversation about it. And, and what you do helping people and men specifically get past their issues of masculinity and just be open and expressive and start processing their emotions in a healthy way uh, is just so important because yeah, I, I lived my life bottling everything up and it wasn't working. <laughs> and I, I know a lot of people are doing the same thing. And um, before we dive into that, uh, I wanted to just ask uh, a, a little bit about your journey. I know I mentioned a little bit, but what were some of the main things that you overcame and how did you navigate through that struggle, man? Because I know you, you overcame a lot of issues. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I never knew what I was doing, right? A lot of the time for throughout my childhood, my adolescence, and even into my, my early adult years, I, you know, I, I displayed traits, mainly in my relationships, which were quite toxic. You know, I would, I would cheat, I would gaslight. I, I just didn't respect the women that I was with. I didn't really bring them into my life. I, I came a lot from ego, my pride. You know, I, um, I, I ran away from responsibility, but had the pressure of responsibility. I had so many things that were going on inside of me. You know, and it got to a point where I hit rock bottom. I I got to a place where I, I, I left my family home, had a massive row with my mum, she kicked me out, you know, and I was in the family home for all those years up to the age of 31 because I, I thought that I was there to help and protect my mum, you know? So I felt sort of some resentment that, okay, I've been at home all these years and, and now you're kicking me out and I'm trying to do what, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to do what's best for you to be away. And so I had this like, you know, this, this, this weird feeling inside of me, but you know, I'm going, fine, you want me to leave, I'll leave. 
I left and I moved out and at the same time I was going through issues with my with my ex-girlfriend at the time and, and it all became too much. I just didn't know what to do. So I disappeared and I went to Morocco and I went for like a five-day retreat on, which is a yoga and surfing retreat because I knew that I didn't want to go and just disappear. I wanted to go do something that was going to help my mind. So I had that awareness already that had to be something beneficial to me. And the surfing was just a bonus. But when I was there at this retreat, I met this lady called Kate, who was a Reiki healer. And she took me on a little journey, a little role play, a little under to understand and go deeper in my relationship with my mum. Because a lot of the things that I've gone through in my life have been really, they come from my childhood, from my parents, you know, the, the way that I was treated, the things that were said, were said to me. But the mother wound was something that was so significant because it was happening right there and then. It was, it was, it was the most significant thing in my life at the time. And she took me through a role play where she got me to understand that it was not my responsibility to take on all of the expectation and pressure of my mom and be responsible for her happiness, which is how I felt my whole life. My dad left when I was 17 and I became man of the house. And we're going to go into masculinity and, and the roles of man later, but it, it put a lot of pressure on me, you know, and that was also part of the resentment that I felt, but I still couldn't help wanting to care because she was my mom. What they did was it made me just feel so constricted. You know, I was forever this man child living at home, couldn't really step into manhood, couldn't really leave, you know, couldn't really leave being a child. I couldn't, I, I didn't know who I was. So when I went through this healing, she expressed to me that parents can't be parented. You can't parent the parent. The way the energy flows is from our ancestors downwards. You can't go up, you know? And the fact that that is the way that energetically we, we are, it made me realize that, okay, I can't change my mom. What can I do? And what I ended up realizing and what my biggest takeaway was that all I could do was be the change I wanted to see in other people or, you know, be the example, be the love I wanted to receive. Because really what it came down to is I wanted to receive love. I needed love in my life and I wasn't getting it from my mum. And it was affecting my relationships, my success. I had, my, I had all kinds of blocks in like my mind, sort of like fear, money, like success, everything. And so all I understood was actually just, just be love, just be love, just spread love. That's what you can do. You know, I can't carry the expectation on my shoulders. And it, it was those moments where I realized that, you know what? I didn't get to a point, like, thank God, where I was like suicidal or like clinically depressed or like, there are some significant mental health issues that can occur when people keep things inside of them and don't let them out. And it was that moment where I realized that I need to help men like me. I need to help men like me that are struggling with just living a regular life, struggling with the job, the careers, the families, relationships, hitting the gym, eating right, all the, the daily things that we go through that we think it's just normal to feel stressed about, you know, family expectations, all these things, seem, they seem so normal, but they are so damaging to us as men because we don't talk about it. And I didn't talk about it for years, only now that I'm expressing myself and it's been so healing. So that was a pivotal moment for me. In this little flat in Morocco where I spoke to a Reiki healer, she told me that take the, take the expectation off of you, it's not your responsibility. And actually you can feed that through into every part of your life. You know, it is not your responsibility to make the other person happy. It's not, it's their responsibility to make themselves happy, but together you can make each other happy in a, in a, in a wholesome way. You fill up each other's cups, but you've already got two full cups for yourself. You know, it's so important. And I, I'm the kind of person where I give so much and I, I'm, I'm great at giving, but I can't receive or I find it difficult to receive. You know, and I think a lot of men will resonate with that because it's almost like we're told not to receive, you give. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of like a small, one day maybe we'll talk in more detail about the longer story of that, but that's a condensed version of kind of why I work with men now. And it's really to get the everyday man, you know, because there's a lot of work for spiritual men. There's a lot of work for men that's already into that kind of esoteric kind of lifestyle. But for the everyday man that's just hitting the gym and going to work in an office, 
they haven't got access to this. And that's why I'm mindful about the way that I speak about the work that I do. I'm not using words like mindfulness and consciousness because I just want to get the everyday guy and just say, hey, you're stressed out. Come have a chat with me. You know, uh, you touched up on a really good point because you got you understood the root, right? It was just the, the root of these emotions where you weren't feel you didn't feel love, you know, from the one person that meant the most to you at that time. Uh, and that kind of helped you open up your mind to ask, what can I do? Right. And and that that's something that I struggled with is trying to make everybody happy. But I, I think when when we try to make everyone happy, that's like a impossible task that we put on ourselves and just an incredible amount of pressure because you are not in control of other people's happinesses, I feel. But when we make it our responsibility as a man, like I have to make everyone happy, you know, and it just it just hurts because <laughs> it's, it's almost impossible to do that. Physically, mentally, emotionally, it just it causes pain and suffering. Uh, yeah. And and you you explained that so well. Uh, and and to to get that rolling into masculinity, how did those that feeling of not feeling love, which is common, people don't want to admit it, but you're not the only one that felt that way. Most issues I think stem from masculinity is some sense of not feeling loved because you're told man up or suck it up or shut up or whatever the case is. So how, how did that feeling stem into those issues that you've seen in yourself with masculinity? So, I mean, it all started, it's really, it really came from my dad, you know, and I think many men might feel the same way, but my dad was a very tough man. He came to the, to the UK in the 70s and, you know, it was when racism was, was, was rife, it was in the air. And if you didn't fight, you got beaten up. So he learned to fight and he grew up tough. You know, he was like a karate black belt and he should teach people how to, how to fight as well. He was a very confident man. He was great with women. He could dance. He had like, he had fashion. He, he had it all, you know? So when he had me, he wanted me to be exactly the same. He wanted me to be confident and strong. And I had to fight do all the things. And I was the exact opposite growing up. When I was a kid, I was a little chubby fat kid. that didn't like to do sports. I didn't, I wasn't into martial arts. Even though he tries to take me. And to be honest, I just felt like a failure. I felt like I wasn't enough for my dad. I felt unworthy. I didn't feel, you know, he loved me. He was a very loving man, but it was like the other words that he would use that sometimes like, you know, like, oh, I wish you were stronger and tougher. Like, wish you could more, you were more confident and, you know, it's going to affect you later and you're too sensitive and you're a bit soft. And it's like, shit, man, like, I know what you, I know why you're saying it, but yeah, it's hard. It's hard to hear, you know? So I, I felt like I can't change who I am right now. I am who I am, who I am but I feel like I'm not enough. You know, so it's like, that's kind of where it kind of began in my masculine journey. I didn't really feel very masculine. I never really felt very manly. And even now people tell me, you know, you're so manly. And I'm like, I don't even, I can't even see it. You know, I, you know, I'm very much touch my feminine side, my feminine energy. I can very much touch my emotions. And, but it was, it was like kind of suppressed. It was pushed down on me when I was younger. And again, for those reasons of you, know, if you cry, like you better have a real reason to cry. Like don't even be crying right now, you know? Uh, I remember once I fell off my bike and I was like scratched up and I got told off for falling off my bike like as if I did something wrong because what are you doing? Why, why, why are you getting hurt? Why are you damaging the bike? But when it came to mum, mum just wasn't around very much. You know, she was working. Dad was the kind of entrepreneurial guy and so he was around more but mum was the nine to fiver so she was, she was at work. So I'd see her like, you know, mornings and, and weekends and stuff. But it was the, the whole, the impact of masculinity on me was, it was definitely from, from my dad and just not feeling enough. And as I grew up and into my kind of teenage years, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't desired 
by by women i was again i was i was quite chubby i had glasses i just i wasn't confident in myself and i just i just didn't feel like a manly man at all you know i didn't i didn't and and part of that strong part of that is feeling desired by by other women i was everyone's friend you know i had nicknamed like huggy bear because i was like i was just huggable you know that was that was that was me um and that just that messes with you man like when you get older you just yeah you don't feel manly don't i didn't i never felt masculine so that's why i was always good at having conversations and speaking and, and tapping into people's emotions because i could do that but like i i didn't feel like i could express things like my emotions freely with my family you know and i had the, also the expectation of oh, the discussion of you know when you get older you're going to have to make sure your sister gets married off you know you're going to look after your mom and you're going to be a man of the house and when you get married your wife will come and live with you these are like kind of cultural things right you know in, in our in our culture of what it means to be a boy and, or a man and you know you're going to be the provider and you like you provide for your mom and all this stuff and i'm thinking what it sounds like a prison sentence it's like i've become a man but like i'm just like a slave to the family it doesn't make any sense obviously i was brought up in london i'm not brought up back home so i don't understand the, the cultures not that i i still wouldn't agree with them but i didn't i didn't understand that it didn't make any sense to me to live a life like that. Especially when I'm seeing my friends living a completely different lifestyle, you know, with their family. They, their parents are like, hey, yeah, 18, go live your life. Here, go, 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 go rent a place. My parents are like, you're leaving. Why are you leaving? You're not leaving. You're staying here, you know? So you, there's no movement from being a, a boy into a man. And that's actually something that I've realized in society as a whole. There's no initiation into manhood. There's no rite of passage, you know? It's just like, cool, you're 18, you can vote, you can drink, or you can, you know, the UK, you know, you can, that's it, you're a man now, but we're not, we're not taught how to, and if we haven't had healthy masculine role models, healthy father figures, that's also going to impact us, you know, I didn't necessarily see love, love, between my mum and dad, I didn't know what it looked like to be in a, in a, in a happy marriage and see what it was like to raise kids like that, they weren't like fighting all the time, but I definitely saw some arguments, but I didn't see love, you know, I never saw just beautiful role models in that in that sense i looked up to my brother my brother was like seven years older than me he's like beautiful green eyes tall like good looking and i looked up to him looked up to him because i saw him as a masculine man you know all the girls loved him that's how i wanted to be now i can look on the flip side of that and i'm like okay cool i'm actually more grounded as a man i'm more in touch with my emotions i'm, I'm far more like balanced i'm not necessarily outwardly seeking for for affection adoration and um approval validation it's still a little bit there, like I'm not going to lie, like everyone loves a compliment, like it's nice, but it doesn't rule me as much as it used to, you know, which was detrimental to every single one of my relationships. Absolutely. I wanted to ask because it's not taught. There's no initiation. It's just like once you're 18 or 21, you're assumed to be a man. You're assumed to just be able to survive on your own without, and you, you could survive, right? But that's not the point of it, just surviving. It's actually living and being happy and having peace and happiness and love in your life. So well, what is, what is it to be masculine? Like what is a manly man? Because we, we know masculine or being manly is, is really misconstrued in my opinion, right? We've watched Hollywood videos and, and Tony Montana is really manly, but it's like, what, now, is that manly or you know, what, what does it mean to really be, I guess, healthfully, masculine in a healthy way being a masculine manly man i guess that's a great question because hollywood and the film that that's what i saw as what i thought it was to be manly right it's exactly the same so but now my, my, my view of masculinity is completely different you know it's being able it's, it's able to to lead to live a life of purpose to be strong in and in, in your conviction and have to have integrity and honesty you know 
but also to be balanced in your ways, to able to listen to other people without always trying to find the solution with them or for them, you know, um, to have an ability to process your emotions without taking it out on other people, you know, and to know that communicating your emotions or just communicating in general in a balanced, careful, kind, compassionate way is strength. Being able to open up and express how you're feeling is strength. And I think that's what's been misconstrued is like, actually, oh, if you share how you're feeling, that's weak. It's not weak. Mm-hmm. The weak man is the one that doesn't express themselves and they hide in the corner and they're the ones stressing out and they're the ones that do stupid things. They're the ones that might open up a gun and, and shoot people in the school. But they're the ones that might take their own life, you know? And I'm not saying taking your own life is, is, is a weak thing to do, um, but it's, it's, an, it's an escape, right? It's because you couldn't process your emotions or you didn't feel like you could support. Um, and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing, man, because one conversation that I have with someone could change someone's life, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. It only takes one, right? And, and a lot of that, too, is the burden of thinking everyone has to do it themselves because you might not be able to process your emotions by yourself because you weren't taught how to understand your emotional intelligence in school. It's not part of the curriculum, at least in America. I wasn't, I didn't take any emotional intelligence class in high school or, or (laughs) whatever. And that's why I started doing my own research. I started reading about that stuff to get better because I knew it wasn't working. Uh, And exactly like you said, it is an escape even when people just deflect it off and, and start arguing and being angry at other people, that is just an escape to not feel it yourself. And I think that's one of the most manly things someone can do is process their own emotions, which I still struggle with. I still struggle yeah. with. I, a lot of times I go quiet because I'm thinking how to process my emotions still. I'm still in my head. I'm not feeling it. Uh, and that, that's, it's a big struggle, man. And, and that is one of the biggest things. That I'm, I'm glad you do what you do because in, in the military, I've seen this a lot. Suicide is still a big issue. Uh, and, and even in my submarine, there was a serious issue like that. And it was just like, well, what if it wasn't looked at as a negative thing to go get mental help if you need it, right? You, we need help. <laughs> no one's designed to just survive by themselves, especially when it comes to these types of issues, because we, we still struggle understanding that. And, you know, I, people, good people have lost their lives and, and, and killed themselves and other people just because the simple fact that people are struggling understanding how they feel and they're not processing, they're not letting it out in a healthy way. They bottle it up until they explode and then irrational things happen. Cause yeah, man, I'm with you, like I, st- I still struggle to understand what's going on sometimes and I can be still be in the thick of an argument and just still come from a place of ego. And then I'm arguing and, you know, and just, I like you, I go silent. The best way for me to, is to go silent. And if I don't, I might come out the other side of it and be start being loud or aggressive. And I'd rather, I don't want to go there. So it's better for me to stay silent and because I can't process it right now and, and come back when I'm ready. You know, that's been the, the best thing for me uh, that I've learned for all my years is, is to process in your own time and come back. But the thing that's come up for me most recently, because relationships is where maybe a lot of your listeners might be at and whether it's romantic or whether it's with your relationship with your mum, your parents, or whether it's going to be your, your, your siblings, arguments happen, you know, they, they, they're difficult and they, what they're doing is they're, they're just challenging egos. It's ego, ego, ego. But normally what happens is someone is triggered by something and it's, and it, and it's coming from a place of emotion and then it becomes a feeling. And what we end up doing as humans is fighting back and saying, explaining why that feeling is invalid and you shouldn't be feeling that feeling. Here's why. And that's why the arguments happen. But what we need to learn to do is to just drop back for a second and realize that that person's feeling is completely valid and just sit with that with them. There's no point trying to fight the feeling in this moment because the feeling is there. It's already happening. That's the biggest lesson I've learned this year. Don't fight the feeling. There's no point. 
I think it's even a name of a song, but don't fight the feeling, okay? Um, if you want to have a raise a point later on and come back to an argument and say, right, okay, you know what, this is this is what came up for me, fine, good, do that, but do it later. In the moment, you need to address the feeling with everyone. And now whenever I, like, at work or someone, like, is, is a bit triggered by something, they say something, I just ask them, hey, are you okay? Like, what's up? I know you're not angry at me. If someone's angry at you about something, they're angry at themselves. They're pissed off at something internally. It's never about you. If you're angry at someone, it's, it's, it's a reflection on you, you know? I love that. That's true. Yeah. Because you can only see in other people what you see in yourself. Reflection. So angry is just... Mirrors everywhere. Yeah. You, you can't... You, you might not be able to process it so it comes out in that way. And then it's, it's absolutely okay to feel whatever you're feeling in that moment, yeah. which is, you know, it's not... I... I I understand is angry, being angry is, is an emotion isn't bad or good. It's the meaning we attach to it and the response we have because of it. Because you can be angry and then understand that process that I'm angry because of this. And then, okay, how can I deal with this healthy in a healthy way without fighting somebody or screaming? Because that doesn't help you. That, that wasn't helping me for sure. Like screaming and doing all these things. And I, I still struggle sometimes, but... That affects our health, not just emotional health, but like physically. And it affected my health physically. Like I noticed things changing in my health because of that. And that's another thing people don't know. There's a, there's a much bigger cost than just, you know, an argument of being right or letting the ego just take charge. Like there's a cost of your life and health when it comes down to how you process these things. That's where I believe disease comes from like that. <laughs> And it's not talked about enough. It's not a priority in the American culture, right? It's like disease is normal. Like if you have a disease, like, okay, here's some drugs. And it's just that, like no root cause analysis going on. <laughs> uh, it's more than likely going to be something related to just internal spiritual mental trauma that you're going through, being through, that you haven't shifted through. You know, I fully, I've, I've listened to a lot of podcasts about this kind of stuff, how we can really heal ourselves through just the, the way we approach life mentally and spiritually. Mm -hmm. And what kind of things do you coach people in and just shifting? Because at, at a certain point, when, when you're an adult, an adult male, a lot of these things are already habitualized. Like you yeah. get angry, you, the triggers make you angry and they just bypass your conscious. Like it's just all subconscious, an autopilot reaction. What can people do to interrupt that? Or obviously I know being, being aware is the first step, but what are some some actionable things someone can do to really stop uh, that reaction from taking taking hold? A really good question. I mean, the, the key thing I get people to do is to first of all just observe the observer, just observe yourself. Try and take it just a step back and look up what's happening, you know. But also to come from a place which I know is difficult. It takes practice. It's just to drop into your just drop out your head for a moment and just just go inside and just really feel what's happening with the person that you're with, you know but not to be about you, just for that moment. You might be really pissed off, really angry, and they've done something to you, but just for a moment, just feel what the other person might be feeling and just take a moment with them. You know, if you have to step away, you've got to step away. But dropping into your heart is the, one of the biggest things that you can do. Just, you just break that moment right there that before you go into any story, any action, any reaction, drop into the body. And that usually, that's just a lot of practice, and it can take, you know, it can take a moment as well. But for me now, I have to take a few breaths. I take a nice deep breath, and as I exhale, just I just like okay, all right, what are they feeling? And it just helps to center me. Just one deep breath, center, and then I can I can come at the, the situation with a far more grounded 
position. If we're, if our breathing is up here and too shallow, we're just we're, we're all here. The second we can drop down into the body and take a nice deep breath, it changes everything. You've probably done some like studies or at least looked into like breath work and stuff. It's so powerful, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But the way that I usually work with men is to get them to look at their life as in its entirety. I get them to really question who they are and what they're what's really happening in their lives because we can't just tackle that just like an anger issue, for example. One, yes, you feel angry. Okay, let's process that anger. Like I mean, really process it. Like get angry. Go on the floor. Stomp. Jump. Let it come out. It's just energy, you know. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to verbalize it and shout at someone. Go deal with it. You can deal with it on your own without having to hurt someone, you know. And we need to release it. That's why we like to get into like we do like, a little bit of wrestling, a little bit of fighting. Wrestling is actually really good. And there's this group in America you might have heard of them called the Sacred Sons, and they do activities where they get the men to kind of wrestle and tussle with each other because you get to experience that kind of fiery masculine energy, but also it's a release, you know. And I've been to workshops where things have come up for men and they've wanted just to wrestle someone. They wanted to just exert force and energy because they need to move something through them. It's about something really weird about just like energy through the body, but that's what anything ever is. It's just energy, you know? So when I get men to look at their lives and, and where they're at, I get them to really see like, what's going on, right? Do you even know who you are? Do you know what you stand for? What are your values? What are your beliefs? And we, we've done this kind of, we've done this stuff together, you know, on MBN, like this stuff is important. Because if you think or feel that you're a certain way, but you, are you living in line with that integrity that you believe that you have? Okay, if you're not, then why? Where do you want to be? Where, where do you think you want it to be? Okay, why aren't you there? Right, okay, you're scared, fear, blocks, this and the other. Okay, let's work through this. What else can we do? Let's build in some great morning routine. Let's, let's, let's get your day in order. Let's get your health right, you know? All of these things together create a man that's far more balanced. And, he, in, and in turn, he will be able to process things better but also keeping men around him. You know, that brotherhood is so important. Being able to just have a bunch of guys around you, whether it's on the on the phone, over Zoom, or face-to-face that you can have a chat with, air a few things out, and just be in that bro company. And one thing that I love is actually having men older than me in my life, you know, that aren't related to me. You know, like, why is old men? <laughs> like, it's just, it's beautiful. I just think of, like, you want a Gandalf in your life? If you find a Gandalf, keep him, you know? We need, we need Gandalfs. We need like Merlins and we need wizards in our life that are going to give us advice. And there might be, there's something I want to share. It's, it's, a, it's, it's something that I resonate with so, so deeply that helps me when I'm going through maybe more difficult times. Um, I'm just going to just put this in one second. Um, and it's called The Hero's Journey. Have you heard of The Hero's Journey before? I don't think I have. The Hero's Journey is a concept um, which it depicts the story of a man really going through life or kind of anything in yeah a journey a lifetime what it's going to be and it talks about how at the beginning of a journey the boy doesn't want to maybe go on this journey it's a bit of resistance he's kind of happy with things are going right now it's okay like but there's a call to action there's a reason something is calling him to go do this thing i mean he doesn't really want to go but then there's a wise old man or someone that comes to him and kind of encourages him to to do the task and then he goes on the journey and he, maybe he's got a friend with him and he, he goes on this journey and it's challenging, and there's, and there's a whole bunch of challenges along the way, like difficult things that you kind of learn, and you have a little bit of a moment where you start to learn and acquire new skills, and then you get to test them, and there's a battle, there's something, imagine Lord of the Rings, imagine The Hobbit, okay? That's a great depiction of the hero's journey. So he's, you know, he's, he's now he's got to find his way, he's collecting friends, he's collecting his, his way of how he's going to do certain things, he comes across some trials and tribulations, and then there's a massive fight, and then it's like he's being tested, and after the test, He's like he's successful and he's able to go back on back on his journey on the way home with like the elixir of life or whatever he's done. 
I use this because I like to encourage the men to see themselves on this journey. And a lot of the time, the men that come to me are in this stage of challenge where they're realizing that I, I'm just stuck. I'm stuck in life. I don't know what to do with myself. I'm unhappy in my relationship. My job's fucking shit. Like all of this stuff. And what I just to encourage them is you are on this part of your journey right now. And on the other side of this is greatness. But you need to find a way to come over this and through this and past this by collecting the tools and using them. And then you have to fight. You have to. That's what. That's that's just part of the journey. It hasn't got to be something which is going to completely damage you, but you're going to have the tools on the way and you're going to have your wise mentors, you know, that will help you. But then on the other side of it is going to be the awakened man, the man that knows who he is, the man that has come through and is triumphant on his journey and able to go back to his family, his friends, his loved ones and say, look, look at me. Now I can be here for you, you know? And I honestly, I take that on board so much for myself because I'm in a situation right now where I'm definitely in that challenge. You know, I'm a man in new land struggling to make it as a, um, as a, like a, as a coach and managing another business and trying to just hustle. I feel like I'm in a hustle stage right now, you know, but I know that on the other side of this is just, is greatness. Beautifully said, man. And that, I think all that stems back to just the identity. And that's so important is understanding that identity of who you yeah. are and, and what you want to become, because maybe who you are right now isn't in the actual in alignment with who you are meant to be and who you really are. It's just who you became through all your experiences in life and all the trauma and all the BS and all the experiences and, and BSs that you dealt with until this point. And um, before we wrap this up, Ad, I want to uh, give you an opportunity to just tell us a little bit about Not Just a Man and what you offer there, because I know people might listen to this and, and want to continue this conversation, get in touch with you and, and, and see how they can really tap into, tap into their heart and be the man that they can be. Oh, thank you so much. Um, so, yes, at the moment, obviously, I'm in, I'm in Dubai. And from a practical, personal point of view, what I'm doing out here is I'm running men's circles. So I'm running men's circles every week. That's that obviously here in Dubai, but not just a man in general. What is it's just launched um, a ten week container, a ten week program, which will take men on literally like this hero's journey. We're going to go diving deep into who they are, what their values are, what their beliefs are, what their blocks are, their fears, what's their relationship with money, with their family, with career, with success and business, all of these things. And whilst going on this journey, we're going to help them to create a blueprint that will take them into the future and be able to live the life that they can and want to, but with these new set of skills and, and just like solid routines in their lives that are, are really going to help them to just live life with integrity, you know? And the fact that it's in this container of, you know, maybe 10 to 15 men, um, you end up creating a, a solid brotherhood as well. And that's what I feel was the kind of the key takeaway from these containers is, is that brotherhood. And you and me are here today because of a brotherhood, mm -hmm. so, you know? And both in touch with many of the men in, the, in, in across the MVN. So the journey that we're on right now with, with with not just a man is at the moment, yeah, it's the the program which I'm really trying to make it happen. Um, I know it's going to be beautiful because it is it's worked for me. It's based on my journey, and I have I've, I've changed from a man that couldn't express who he was, how he was feeling, keeping everything bottled up inside, to a man that wants to just kind of spread love, join happiness across the world, and bring men together. So yeah, anyone wants to reach out to me, you can reach out to me on Instagram, Adil Coaches Men, or on my website, which is not just a man that put it. I'll have I'll have your stuff linked in the show notes if you want to take a look. Uh, and that that is so important, man. Like I want to just mention it again. It, it's all about that support system. When 
when you are dealing with stuff because no one's just going to be immune to dealing with issues or, or uh, emotional issues so it's about having other people you can lean on support you uh, and, and taking the time investing in yourself to look at your life through that kind of magnifying glass like how many people really dissect their lives for 10 weeks or however you know at all right they just keep going and whatever is in their mind at that point that's all they know and then they never take the time to really evaluate you know what's working and what's not working in my life because there are things that need to change if you want to achieve happiness, authentic happiness, and be all you can be and, and maximize your potential. So, Adil, I'm, I'm so proud of you for what you're doing, and it's so necessary. I thank you and appreciate you for your time, man, because this has been such a valuable episode, and I, I'm excited for people to listen to it uh, and continue the conversation and really tap into themselves and be the the men we need in the world. Yeah, man. Fully, fully with it. And the last thing I would say is to all the men listening, you deserve to invest in yourself and take the time to find out more about who you are and to move through life with integrity and honesty and happiness. And then ultimately to find peace within. That's what we need as men, to find mm-hmm. peace within. We can feel guilty for taking the time for ourselves, but you deserve it. Yeah, I don't think there's any anything more valuable than having internal peace. Yeah. You know, so exactly. definitely worth whatever it takes to achieve that because i think that's the the requisite prerequisite to live fully so thank thank you you, i appreciate you it's been great that is all for this episode thank you for tuning in if you found any value in this episode someone you know will also please share subscribe leave a rating and review so we can reach more people have a farther ripple and a larger impact stay grateful i appreciate you and remember you are a conqueror